She always shuts him up. She says, don't worry the boy, Andrew, or I'm sure Diggory doesn't want to hear about that, or else, now, Diggory, wouldn't you like to go out and play in the garden? What sort of things does he try to say? I don't know. He never gets far enough. But there's more than that. One night, it was last night, in fact, as I was going past the foot of the attic stairs on my way to bed, and I don't much care for going past them either, I'm sure I heard a yell. Perhaps he keeps a mad wife shut up there. Yes, I've thought of that. Or perhaps he's a coiner. Or he might have been a pirate, like the man at the beginning of Treasure Island, and be always hiding from his old shipmates. How exciting, said Polly. I never knew your house was so interesting. You may think it interesting, said Diggory, but you wouldn't like it if you had to sleep there. How would you like to lie awake listening for Uncle Andrew's step to come creeping along the passage to your room? And he has such awful eyes. That was how Polly and Diggory got to know one another. And as it was just the beginning of the summer holidays, and neither of them was going away to the sea that year, they met nearly every day. Their adventures began chiefly because it was one of the wettest and coldest summers there had been for years. That drove them to do indoor things. You might say, indoor exploration. It's wonderful how much exploring you can do with a stump of candle in a big house or in a row of houses. Polly had discovered long ago that if you opened a certain little door in the box-room attic of her house, you would find the cistern and a dark place behind it, which you could get into by a little careful climbing. The dark place was like a long tunnel, with brick wall on one side and sloping roof on the other. In the roof, there were little chinks of light between the slates. There was no floor in this tunnel. You had to step from rafter to rafter, and between them there was only plaster, if you stepped on this, you would find yourself falling through the ceiling of the room below. Polly had used the bit of the tunnel just beside the cistern as a smuggler's cave. She had brought up bits of old packing cases and the seats of broken kitchen chairs and things of that sort and spread them across from rafter to rafter so as to make a bit of floor. Here she kept a cash box containing various treasures and a story she was writing and usually a few apples. She had often drunk a quiet bottle of ginger beer in there. The old bottles made it look more like a smuggler's cave. Diggory quite liked the cave. She wouldn't let him see the story, but he was more interested in exploring. Look here, he said. How long does this tunnel go on for? I mean, does it stop where your house ends? No, said Polly. The walls don't go out to the roof. It goes on. I don't know how far. Then we could get the length of the whole row of houses. So we could, said Polly, and, oh, I say, what? We could get into the other houses. Yes, and get taken up for burglars, no thanks. Don't be so jolly clever, I was thinking of the house beyond yours. What about it? Why, it's the empty one. Daddy says it's always been empty ever since we came here. I suppose we ought to have a look at it then, said Diggory. He was a good deal more excited than you'd have thought from the way he spoke for of course he was thinking, just as you would have been, of all the reasons why the house might have been empty so long. So was Polly. Neither of them said the word haunted, and both felt that once the thing had been suggested, it would be feeble not to do it. Shall we go and try it now, said Diggory. All right, said Polly. Don't if you'd rather not, said Diggory. I'm game if you are, said she. How are we to know when we're in the next house but one? They decided they would have to go out into the box room and walk across it, taking steps as long as the steps from one rafter to the next. That would give them an idea of how many rafters went to a room. 
Then they would allow about four more for the passage between the two attics in Polly's house and then the same number for the maid's bedroom as for the box room. That would give them the length of the house. When they had done that distance twice, they would be at the end of Diggory's house. Any door they came to after that would let them into an attic of the empty house. But I don't expect it's really empty at all, said Diggory. What do you expect? I expect someone lives there in secret, only coming in and out at night with a dark lantern. We shall probably discover a gang of desperate criminals and get a reward. It's all rot to say a house would be empty all those years unless there was some mystery. Daddy thought it must be the drains, said Polly. Pooh, grown-ups are always thinking of uninteresting explanations, said Diggory. Now that they were talking by daylight in the attic instead of by candlelight in the smuggler's cave, it seemed much less likely that the empty house would be haunted. When they had measured the attic...